Welcome to Crab Takes in Football. This is what the Baltimore Sports Report does. I am TK, joined at long last, once again, by Andrew Holly. Holly, how we doing, man? I'm doing well, TK. Man, spring has sprung. We're recording this on Orioles opening day. They won 2 nothing. I was not able to go today. I had to work if I suck. But Ugh. still an exciting day here in Baltimore. And, and now we get to talk some Ravens football. How about that? Yeah. Yeah, nice win by the Birds. 2 nothing. I believe that was the final score of the first game ever. Yes, at it was. First game ever. Yards. years later. Baseball is so cool like that. It is. I mean, I feel like you know, things like that. I mean, I guess there's more games, but, you know, cool stuff happens. Yeah, but like yeah, magical things number-wise right. seem to happen in baseball that more so than in other sports, I feel like. Now, maybe like you said, there's there's a larger sample size. There's more, you know, statistical analysis of quirky things. But, but yeah, it's, it's neat. But, it's, it's a neat thing. But again, like there's only one opening the stadium game, and there's one yeah. 30th anniversary opening. You know, I I don't know. Yeah. It, it's cool. And and you had we had the hometown by the kid. kid, Bruce Zimmerman. Yeah. You know, right. and so yeah, good. Uh, Michael right. Bauman, I believe, got his first major league win today. Yeah, he looked good. So that's he was gas. He was yeah, throwing gas. That's, that's his. Uh, that's his mo. So right. we should get a. Right. That's good maybe, stuff. Maybe we'll start to see some improvement this year from the uh, from the O's, but we'll just, that, that's a discussion for another day. I wouldn't hold your breath. That's okay. No, I'm, trust no. me, I'm not saying like, <laughs> like playoffs or something like that. I just mean a fun team to watch. It'll be that's, fun. That's a lot all of, I'm saying. A lot of I'm young kids. Grandeur. I'm saying, hey, oh, we yeah. have some. Maybe by the end of the year, we'll have some fun pitching and. You know, young guys up, and you know, Adley Rushman will be playing. You know, yep. so it, it could be fun by the end of the season. I am looking forward to that for sure, for sure. Um, but yeah, we we let's see, we haven't been on the air in a while. We do have several episodes recorded that we had technical difficulties or uh, user ineptitude in uploading. <laughs> so we have a lot recorded. <laughs> But they're just the lost files now. I guess we'll, we'll yeah, just move the on. Yeah, the lost episodes. The lost just, episodes uh, of Crab Takes and Football. Right. You know? Someday I mean, they'll they'll come out, you know, but they, they were takes that were just too hot for the event. Right, and they were exactly. Too crazy. I mean, it's crazy how in those episodes, like, all of our predictions came true and we were yeah, 100%. It, it, it is, yeah, it I mean, We don't want to freak people out, you know. We're right. just trying to step back. And, you know, let people, you know, think we're just a couple morons who record a podcast. But <laughs> little do you know, folks, it was whew, some scary right. stuff was predicted dead on accurate. Yeah. I mean, so, yeah, the, the Internet, the Internet would, would burn to the ground. Absolutely. That happened. Oh my. So, yeah, we're back. Let's see. I think this is season four of the podcast, maybe season five, season four. Is it four? I think it might be five, but I could be wrong, man. Oh, it know, might be man. season five. Might I be season, whatever. Even it, it, COVID just screwed everything up. I don't know what to say. I, I don't even know what life is anymore after COVID. Yeah, well, we've been doing this for a while, and it's cool that we're still doing it. So Absolutely. thank you for thank you for joining me along this. Uh, Absolutely, and thank you to all our, our fabulous, uh, fabulous subscribers out there that listen to us when we actually are able to upload a podcast. Yeah, so I'm sure this will hit the uh, 
your, your podcast stream and it'll be a nice surprise and you can tune in and, and Holy hear our crap, voices. They actually submitted something and posted yeah. it out there for the world. So All right, these go. guys are still alive. That's right. Yeah. So uh, in our absence, there's been a lot of NFL news, a lot of Ravens news. Um, so let's start from the beginning and we can just give this a quick overview because uh, it's probably been discussed a lot at this point and, and we'll just stop at things that you know we want to note specifically. Um, so Wink Martindale left to be the New York Giants defensive coordinator, left, mutually parted, whatever, whatever you want to think about what happened there. Uh, it was kind of a, kind of a weird situation how that was released, but the Ravens hired Mike McDonald, a former linebackers coach with the Ravens. And then he spent one year as the Michigan Wolverines defensive coordinator and their defense was awesome. And now he's back. Uh, with another Harbaugh with with John Harbaugh again so that's pretty cool I think that's a cool hire I think everybody kind of saw that one coming once he once he got the interview it was like yeah this is probably going to be the guy Um, and then as far as the player personnel goes they the Ravens were able to bring in big time free safety Marcus Williams from the New Orleans Saints Uh, they brought yeah yeah we can talk about that one that they've done so far I mean well let's go over all of them yeah, right. Was, yeah, we can. Massive. Right. And then we brought in offensive tackle Morgan Moses from the New York Jets. So some having some tackle also depth really is big. nice. Also yeah. Really big. Um, we brought back Patrick Ricard, uh, you know, and, and you know, that was a kind of a, a weird reaction by people to that one. And, and we can talk about that one a little bit later, too. And we brought back Michael Pierce after a couple years away from yeah. the Ravens with the Vikings. He just trading shades of purple. Uh, back and forth. Uh, the Zadarius Smith deal fell through. That kind of stinks. Uh, but the Ravens were able to bring back Josh Bynes, who's a solid linebacker for us. And of course, uh, the most recent move is bringing back Calais Campbell on a two-year deal. So uh, we do want to dive into a couple of those before we move on to the draft. Um, Marcus Williams, uh, you know, for, for those who may not follow the NFL overall or, um, you know, maybe maybe the New Orleans Saints very closely, uh, Marcus Williams is really good. Well, and I'll be honest with you. I, I was kind of like, who, I mean, and, and I feel like I'm a pretty staunch follower of the NFL, but obviously this guy completely flew under my radar. I've been, I haven't been thinking about free safeties in the NFC South much lately, <laughs> but you know, he is quite seemingly from you know, the, I, I, you're going to hear this a lot from me, especially as the draft discussion comes comes closer. You know, small sample size and just a little bit of research, but but the guy seems like he is exactly what the Ravens need. That Ed Reed esque type of playmaker at free safety that they have been missing since we didn't since we've had Ed Reed really. Um, I, I wonderful addition for us. Yeah, I agree. He's going to be 26 at the beginning of the year. He already has four or five full seasons as a full-time starter in the NFL. He's only missed three games over the course of his career. Um, four games yeah, his over age the course. Massive, right? I, I, yeah. I was shocked to see how how young he was. Right. He's had multiple interceptions uh, in each year of his career. Like you said, he he provides that kind of center field presence that the Ravens have been missing. You know, we've had very similar safeties in the past, whether it's the combination of uh, Chuck Clark and Deshaun Elliott or you know, Eric Weddle. 
you know, kind of that not really rangy, but, you know, mm-hmm. can come up and make make plays in front of them. Uh, and, and that's, I think, where Chuck Clark works best. I think that's where Deshaun Elliott works best. But uh, Marcus Williams does have that center field presence. He has the, the range to go side to side. He can go backwards. Uh, and that's really important when you think about the ways in which the Ravens lost this past year. Yeah. Um, the Bengals can can chuck the ball with with anybody. You know they're gonna they're gonna face some high flying offenses uh, this year. So uh, you know he's he's and a really to come. Let's yeah real. exactly I mean, like the young I mean, quarterbacks in our division are are for real. Now we can debate how good and how long the guy in Cleveland may be around, depending on things that you know, off the field stuff. But yeah. with that said, we've still got some good young quarterbacks in this division that we're going to have to face that could put up some big numbers. We already saw it from Cincy. So even if you're just thinking about the Bengals. Mm-hmm. That's mean, twice a year. Yeah. And, and you know, the, the Steelers might go get a quarterback uh, in the draft. And, you know, if, it, if that's um, – who's the kid from Pittsburgh uh, with the small hands? Oh, yeah. Give me a second. Um do, 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 do. Man, this is this is we're we're know, we're, we're, a we're a little rusty. Yeah, we're a little rusty. Well, in, in fairness, we don't have our draft. Kenny Pickett. Thank there you, Kenny Pickett. Yeah. So I mean, you know, he can sling the ball a little bit. And you never know how a rookie's going to look. But I mean, between them and um, the who knows what's going on with the Bucks, to be honest, you know. But you know, uh, the, the Saints bring back Jameis Winston. You know, he likes to throw the ball around a little bit. You're going to see the Bills. Uh, you're going to see the Dolphins with their weapons. Um, the Falcons are, are, you know, they they have some weapons as well. I don't I'm, I don't know if they have a quarterback yet, do they? Um, and of course, the Broncos just got Russell Wilson, and and they have weapons all over the place. So you know, it it is a key addition to the secondary to be able to go backwards uh, and, and defend against deep balls or, or break on the ball uh, when it comes over the middle. So Marcus Williams is going to be pretty awesome. I also really like the way that it just opens up uh, Chuck Clark to play his best game. Um, you know, not force, not force him into, into doing things that he may not be as uh, adept at. And then well, also the nail on the head. I mean, we've mm-hmm. been playing two safeties that were basically the same player for the last several years. Mm-hmm. You know, rightly or wrongly, that's that's what they were. I mean, you know, and and Marcus Williams just brings that. He brings a skill set we have not had since every. Mm-hmm. Yes, agreed. And of course, one of the questions is, what does this mean for my guy Brandon Stevens, um, you know, who who played a lot of free safety last year, and I think that allows him to move back into a, a, a cool like hybrid yep. corner safety. Uh, drop into the box, you know, tight end matchup kind of kind of role, which, you know, I think he'll be really good at. So that's really cool. I, I think that's a great signing by by the Ravens. It kind of came out of nowhere. I feel, you know, nobody yeah. really saw that one coming. So, you know, I, I, I am a big fan of that. You know, over the course of this entire podcast, I think everybody knows by now that that safety is my favorite position to watch. So having a new is it really no way it is That's yeah crazy. yeah I would yeah, have never you, put that together right huh. you you would have never known but it is my favorite and uh, having somebody back there who's really good is going to be really fun for me so I'm very high on the move um, other moves that you want to talk about I think um, you know the Morgan Moses one is is pretty straightforward the Ravens needed help at tackle and then when a tackle became available with some with some experience 
um, you know, experience well, it's really on the interesting. right side. So. You know, the fact that we added Morgan Moses in free agency instead of just waiting for the draft. And, and why I say in- interesting is that we still have Juwan James on the roster. Mm-hmm. We still have Patrick McCarry on the roster. Now, obviously, McCarry may end up being our starting center. Mm-hmm. But obviously, last year, he played a ton of right tackle. So right now, we technically have three right tackles on the roster that could start. And that's nice. Now, granted, do we have any other left tackles other than um, Ronnie Stanley? Not really. So that we'll have to work on that in the draft. That's where we want to find someone in the mid rounds. I don't think we're going to see that in the first round, but maybe the maybe the second or the third, we find a guy that we can be a you know developmental tackle and potentially back up Ronnie Stanley at left tackle. Now, I know Morgan Moses, I think, can play a little bit of left tackle, but I don't. Mm. I don't think we want that, you know, much, yeah. like, much like last year with Villanueva, you know, yeah. we'd, we'd rather have Morgan Moses stay on the right side. I think so. Uh, I think um, relying on Juwan James is going to be uh, a little precarious as well because yeah. of his lack of time on the field in the past several seasons. Yes. But if he can, you know, go out there and contribute, I mean, that would be a huge uh, bonus, obviously, because then, you know, Ronnie Stanley doesn't have to rush back. And, uh, you know, you can let Patrick uh, McCary play center, which I yep. think he's likely a little bit more uh, comfortable, except I am just slightly uncomfortable still with his snapping of the ball after uh, that playoff it game was in, just in Buffalo. It was game, right? that was a problem uh no really? i don't think I so well, it was it was a little erratic was other the other center that season who was the other center that season uh skura they both had yeah. problems so skura had most of the problems and then mccary solidified things for a while and then suddenly he had problems in the playoff yeah i mean and his... i feel like that's how it went down but maybe i'm not remembering it correctly i think it was like a lot of not necessarily like like causing fumbles snaps but like slightly erratic in which yeah it might throw slightly throw off the timing or like Lamar has yeah. to go out and make a one-handed catch on the snap and you know yeah um, you know but that said uh, remember too he was taken up center after you know Skura being the center for the majority of the season and then sucking yeah. so he had to take over so I, I do trust – I mean, I would have never said Patrick McCarry could have ever played right tackle with the <laughs> skill that he did. So I'm not going to yeah. put anything past him. If you give him training camp and a full season at center, he may end up being an all-pro. I, I hope that you're right. I hope that I'm wrong. I just – I'm just a little uneasy. <laughs> I get it, and I, I understand exactly why you feel that way because yeah. I – I am not in love with the fact we did not sign Bozeman. But <laughs> if you're if you're Lamar Jackson and you don't have this long term deal signed and you got to line up behind Patrick McCarry, are you feeling good? I don't know. Well, <laughs> last time know. last time he snapped him a ball, he got solidified the right side for him last year. He might feel pretty good about Patrick McCarry. You know, I mean, yeah. he's I don't know. McCarry might be one of one of Lamar's guys. Who knows? So I don't know that I, I hope so. That. I know I know I'm thinking a little too deep with that question. <laughs> that, but 
yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, y- you you kind of hit it on the head with Bozeman too. Like, what happened there? I mean, yeah, he that was, was weird. And and he only on, signed on like both a one year deal with Carolina, right? Yeah, for less than two million dollars or something. Yeah, it was not a massive deal. So what happened there? What happened on the Ravens side? What happened on Bozeman's side? What happened on the agent side? I think the agent yeah. likely really messed up. He must have. I yeah, that Something doesn't make any sense. That, he was like one yeah. of the top one of the top center free agents. Other yeah. centers were were kind of getting paid, you know, and mm-hmm. and you know, I I guess like the JC Treader release kind of messed up the center market a little bit. I I don't know, but And is he still out there? He is, yeah. But Not like we would sign him at this point. I don't. I don't think we can. But it just seems very strange that after all of that, and being as good as Bozeman was last year, and being as mm-hmm. solid as he was, to get a one-year deal is 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 a little surprising to me. And not from us. And not from us, right? Like, why would we not spend one million dollars on Bradley Bozeman? Yeah. You know, he's a plug. Like he's continuity. He's he's good. You know, I I don't know. Very strange. Very strange. Um, let's go. Let's go through the the rest of these um, additions uh, real quick. Um, Michael Pierce brought back. We said that Josh Bynes plug and play just right next to Queen. You know, I, I like that. Clay's Campbell at bringing least, him and back. At least as a mentor, backup, special teams. You know, let's see what they do yeah. in the draft as far as yes, agreed. And, and we will and even we will talk about that. The agency, but you know, mm-hmm. at least for now, Bynes is a nice depth addition at linebacker for sure. Yes, for sure. Um, and then, uh, of course, you bring back Patrick Ricard, which got kind of a strange reaction on Twitter from from the Ravens flock. Really? Yeah, in it, it was. Way. I don't think it, I, I think, picked up on that. You know, a lot of people were were slightly upset that re-signing Patrick Ricard means that the offense is staying the same. And I'm not sure why that's a bad I don't, thing. I don't get that. I'll be honest with you. We need a fullback. I don't care. I don't care how we change the offense. We need a fullback. And quite frankly, he showed himself offensively to be way more adept last year than I would have ever given him credit for catching the football. Um, So it wouldn't shock me if he began to overtake Boyle in sets that involved him and you know, lining up as that second tight end and and all of that. I mean, I, I think, you know, I know that in a lot of the rumors within free agency, that was the the scoop as to what Patrick Ricard was looking for, was mm-hmm. more of a tight end role right? really than a fullback because he wanted to be more involved in the offense, catch the football a little bit more, X, Y, and Z. Who's to say that's not going to happen in Baltimore? I'm not. I mean, I love the fullback position. That that might be my favorite position, as weird as that sounds. Yeah. You know, but that versatile fullback is, I mean, and that probably goes back to me playing video games because I just love trying to find that guy that could, Mm -hmm. you know, was always open that could suddenly take it to the house. And a lot of times you could do a lot of stupid things with fullbacks in video games. Right. But when (laughs) you really find that guy... In real life, the, you know, use checks or the Ricards, I mean, that's a lot of fun. So, I mean, mm-hmm. if Ricard can be that extra offensive line and then provide, like, a legit extra offensive lineman plus be a, a, 
a weapon in the passing game, why would anybody be upset with that? I mean, that is just stupid. Yeah, I agree. Like that's that's kind of what what my line of thinking was too. I mean, like bringing back the same guys doesn't mean that you're going to stagnate. And you know, just think about like the Ravens just had to execute better last year, and yeah. like this offense would have been awesome. You know, they're coming off they're they're two years off of a unanimous MVP and two years in a row like having a really high scoring offenses, and yeah. uh, you know. It's not going to stagnate yeah, just because you bring one guy back. Because we had injuries, we didn't have a right. running, we didn't have any of our running backs, and we didn't have a left tackle. So, nor nor and, a and real right tackle, right? Kind of a right tackle, you right. Know? <laughs> or any tackles, really. Right. So we, yeah, we didn't have left guards yeah. figured out. So like, I mean, you, know. how can, you can't point at anything that happened last year and go, "Okay, we're going to have a stagnant offense." That's just dumb. Right. You know, now I right. will say this. Greg Roman, I am not sold on him. As much as I don't think you could look at and, and again why I was surprised we parted ways somewhat with Wink. You can't look at a team that was depleted as much as we were and really grade them a whole lot. So we'll see. I mean, I think this is very much especially health pending. This is going to be a big season for Greg Roman. I mean, we've got to get mm-hmm. that offensive line solidified. Left guard needs to be figured out. I think we've got players that can fill that spot. Hopefully it's Ben Cleveland, but that needs to happen this year. We can't continue this rotation of a, a myriad of men. Right. You know, um, right. it just, we that needs to be figured out. I think, you know, it's, God... God willing, Ronnie Stanley's healthy and Morgan Moses is healthy and they will give us great protection on the outside. But and Zeitler should be fine. But that, you know, obviously center and left guard, obviously left tackle in turn with Stanley's injuries. Whew, there that's that's the question mark right there. Yep, for sure. I, I completely agree. So, I mean, I like bringing Ricard back because I think anytime I you have continuity with good players is always yeah. a good thing. Um, and you and know you what? Know. He's the kind of player, and not to speak over you there, like I always do, but, um, you know, Patrick Ricard's the player that's going to help us overcome injuries on the offensive line. Yeah. You know, because right. he can, he's basically another guard on the field. Right. So. Right. Him, I, him and, and, and Boyle as well. It helps in that yeah, regard. Yeah. For sure. So, I mean, I like bringing him back. I think there was a mixed reaction on Twitter that hopefully was was a loud minority. But, uh, yeah, it was kind of strange. Threw me off a little bit. I thought people would be really excited. But whatever. It's all good. Um, any other things in free agency that I missed? I mean, I mean, Ravens we missed can out talk on, about um, not getting Bobby Wagner. You know, we flirted with that. You ended up going home yeah. to L.A. to sign with the Rams. I mean, that was great. Obviously, the Zardarius Smith thing didn't work out. He ended up going to the Vikings and kind of backing out a deal with the Ravens. I think that had more to do with um, him than the Ravens, it sounds yeah. like. Um, yeah. Which is a shame, uh, but I think we're yeah. going to just – it just means we need to get – pass rushers in the draft and afterwards in the second phase of free agency yes agreed yeah um yeah not much else to add there all right so let's turn our attention to 
just 17 days from today. We're here on, on April 11th. On the 28th, we have the first round of the 2022 NFL Draft. The Ravens will have the 14th pick, um, you know, not notwithstanding a trade up or down. And uh, a lot of really interesting prospects in that range. And depending on how things shake down uh, in the top 10 picks, there could be a lot of very interesting players available at 14 uh, that the Ravens can choose from. Now, we just talked about a lot of the Ravens' needs, um, you know, tack- like solidifying tackle maybe, or, you know, at- continuing to add to that secondary now that, you know, both Marlon Humphrey and Marcus Peters are coming back from injury. And then now all of a sudden you don't have Anthony Averett, you don't have Jimmy Smith on the roster, and, you you know, all of a sudden your depth chart is kind of depleted. Um, you know, maybe you go corner, maybe you go corner or, you know, maybe you go defensive line because, you know, bring back Calais Campbell, but yeah, you'd like some youth up there. So, you know, let's, let's talk through some of the guys that you like here. And, um, you know, I didn't even mention pass rusher because I think that's likely one of the bigger needs. So a lot of, of positional needs. We know that the Ravens don't draft for need. They will draft the guy that they think is best at that spot. And, um, yeah, let's let's talk about some of the guys you like. Let's get into it. Well, let's see. I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head our, uh, on our positional needs. I think it's either front seven. Well, I, I think anywhere on the defense, really, um, if, if it's the best player available. I don't think we would go safety in the first round. I mean, I guess if somebody like Kyle Hamilton fell to 14, we we might we might draft him. But uh, I don't I don't think that's likely. Um I, I see a lot of the top corners probably not being there at 14. You know, Trent McDuffie, Ahmad Gardner, uh, Derek Stingley. You know, I don't – maybe those guys fall. I just don't – corners tend to go quickly, I feel like, in, in drafts when they're not totally – I don't – like, it's a good draft for corners, but I think the top, top corners, you know, it's only the, that couple of guys. So I think you'll see them go before 14. So that's going to leave us with some front seven guys. Um, and I'll, and maybe, maybe some tackles. I don't see us going with a tackle in the first round unless again, somebody maybe like a Charles cross drops or something like that. But I, I don't necessarily see that now front seven guys. I enjoy, Well, let's talk about Georgia. You know, we've got Devonte Wyatt looks like he would be awesome. Obviously Jordan Davis, people love to give us big fat guys. I think he's a little bit more than that. I think he's certainly more, he, he would appear to maybe be more Vince Wilfork than Mount Cody, but I, you know, we'll, time will tell. Um, I love, I love Nicobe Dean, also Devin Lloyd from Utah. Um, those two linebackers would look fantastic on this defense. So, you know, you look at any of those players and then you maybe even look at some edge players, George Karloftis, is a is a guy that that has been mocked to us here and there that might fall to us. Um, Jermaine Johnson is an edge player from Florida State. He's another guy that people like quite a bit. Um, you know, that's uh, there's some interesting guys there. I think you know when I'm doing my mock drafts on Pro Football Focus, I've I've tended to kind of lock in on Devontae Wyatt myself. I really like those two linebackers, though. Nicobe Dean and Devin Lloyd are really pretty impressive. How about you? 
So, yeah, I want to ask you about those linebackers. A lot of people will argue, like, positional value at linebacker at 14. Um, Do you have any concerns about uh, taking another rookie linebacker? I mean, like we took Queen, or or do you think that these guys are a little bit different? If if we're talking about the best linebacker in the draft, you know, it it depends. I mean, it really – that that's really a, a, a question that's hard for me to answer. I, I guess my the best way I could answer it is this. If the Ravens think they're worthy of that pick, I certainly trust their judgment on linebacker. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, I, I would I would imagine if especially if there were several other players like that would appear to be needs, like say Wyatt Davis and even Karloftis were still on the board and we end up taking N'Kobe Dean. That tells me that the Ravens had N'Kobe Dean way up their board. <laughs> right, right, exactly. So, yeah, I, I mean, and, and quite frankly, based off the highlights I'm seeing, it wouldn't, I mean, that like, he was so good. I mean, he just flat out dominated games. Now you can say that, from a lot of highlights. But I know when I watch those games, you know, those those bowl games, and between hearing Trayvon Walker, Devontae Wyatt, Jordan Davis, and Nicobe Dean all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, those four players, wow. Give me one yeah. of them. Give me one of them. Even Jordan Davis, he's probably the fourth out of the four. But give me one of those guys, and I will be a happy camper the first round of the NFL draft. You know, that's interesting because for for whatever reason, I kind of planted my flag in the ground and just decided that I'm out on Jordan Davis at 14. Yeah. And uh, I I can't really tell you why what what my thinking was at that whenever I made that decision, but um, I think that the positional versatility of a guy like Devontae Wyatt, um, it makes a lot of sense to me, you know, be able to move him inside and outside because think of what essentially Zadarius Smith does, you know, in passing yeah. downs, move him, move him inside, get some interior rush. Um, and then, you know, let him set the edge and, and on the rushing or, or earlier downs. And I guess, you know, there's not really, you know, people are throwing on first down more often than ever now. So, you know what I'm saying, though. I mean that that I do. I mean, and that's why and I, I I think the same way as you, and that's why I, I rate Jordan Davis lower. I want I want somebody that's going to give us pass rush. Mm-hmm. We need more than just right. collapsing the pocket for the running game. You know, we need more or holding your blocks or whatever it is that that our Brandon Williams has done for the last ten years. You know, it's like we we need more than that. Right. And Devontae Wyatt's going to bring that push. He's going to bring, and I, his name's escaping me, the dude who's freaking unbelievable, the Rams defensive lineman. Um, Aaron Donald? Thank you. We need Aaron Donald. You sound like Urban Meyer. I mean, but, like, we need that defensive tackle that's just going to take over the game. Yeah. And And obviously, <laughs> asking for him is a bit much. But you know what I'm saying. You know, we I do. need that. I do that type of disruptive force that that the Ravens haven't shoot. When was the last time we had a defensive lineman like that? 
I don't know. I, I, I don't know, because people used to complain about Nada not pushing the pocket that much. Exactly. And and he's, like, I would say probably the best defensive lineman in franchise yeah. history. So, I mean, well, uh, maybe... the thing is, and same with Vince Wilfork. I mean, it's like, and that's why it's like, okay, you know, maybe, you know, I would like, I would like, uh, I don't know if I'd want Brandon Williams in the first round, but if we got Vince Wilfork in the first round, okay. You know what I mean? Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Yep. So, yeah. I, it just depends. Now, I guess that's just the difference between an all pro and a Hall of Fame, <laughs> Hall of Fame mm-hmm. player. But, right. You know, when you're picking 14, it's kind of what you're looking at, though, right? I mean, yeah, it is. Yeah, I so at 14, I, I am really intrigued by Jermaine Johnson from Florida State and technically another former Georgia defender. And basically, oh, I didn't realize he, that. Is he a transfer? Yeah, but he, he had to That's transfer crazy. because everybody else was so That's good. So, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, unbelievable. But he, he is awesome very productive you know in in almost almost every appearance that he made for florida state whether that's in the run game or you know rushing the passer so many tackles for losses and impacting passing plays um you know lining him up opposite odafe owe um sounds like that devastating pass rush that the ravens haven't had since like Suggs and Doomerville, maybe yeah. you know, having that like, like look at what the what the Rams just did in the Super Bowl, rushing the quarterback with their edge guys, and you know, of course, Aaron yeah. Donald helps, but you know, being able to do that without having to bring you know seven eight guys yeah. <laughs> on a blitz uh, is nice, and you know, we well, talked about and, that and forever. That's the thing. It's like, and and I guess in some ways it shows you why Wink was fired because we had to dial up the blitz so often because we were getting absolute zero push Mm -hmm. from our, from our front, whether that was scheme or whether that was talent or what, who knows? I I guess, I guess maybe a little bit of both, but, but yeah, we need, we need talent in that defensive front. The linebackers are super talented. Well, I shouldn't say super talented. We have a lot of potential with our current linebacker set. That's why I would not be upset with either Devin Lloyd or Nicobe Dean. But we need some beef and some push on that defensive line, especially the inside of the defensive line. And I don't think there's anyone in the first round that would at least that appears to be available where we would pick that would be a better pick than Devontae Wyatt. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hopefully he's there. I, I think I'd be very pleased with that. I'd also be pleased with Jermaine Johnson because it, it seemed a little, it seems a little strange because Johnson like shot up draft boards after yeah. the senior bowl. You know, there, there were some, some concerns with him going from the SEC to the ACC as, as far as, talent that he was playing against and then at the senior bowl he like really dominated and then all of a sudden he was a top five pick and then for whatever reason he's kind of cooled off since then and he's getting into that 14 range so if that does happen you know i I think that would be a really good value as a position of need as well um but you know a a lot of the consideration is also going to be given to corner and like you said i mean these top few corners are really really good 
um, as, as far as what they've shown so far in the top two are uh, Sauce Gardner and Derek Stingley. And uh, of course, uh, either one of them, I think, would be really good fits in, in what um, the Ravens expect out of their corners. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there are a lot of I mean, if any of those guys fell, I would not be upset, you know, um, either. I mean, Sauce Gardner for a while was the guy that was was uh, linked to the Ravens quite a bit. I do not see mm-hmm. him falling to us. I mean, in the, in the mock draft I'm looking at right now, now granted, it's just a simulator mock draft, but it, you know, he got picked by the Redskins, or excuse me. Whoa. The commanders. Yeah. The commanders um, at 11. So, you know, he doesn't fall to us. Um, but we'll see. I mean, I've seen some of these mocks where maybe Trent McDuffie falls to us. Um, Derek Stingley occasionally falls, but I, I don't really see either of those guys falling out of the top one. I mean, maybe a guy like Trent McDuffie, maybe, but yeah, I, I don't know about the other two. Yeah, the best bet is if there just happens to be a run on like quarterbacks and receivers. Yeah, um, by, by those top teams, and then you know, which push or push tackle, these guys even. down. I mean, not that not that I don't want to tackle, but I mean that could potentially be a good thing for us too. Um, yeah, just to push some of these higher end defenders back. Now, what do you think of, of David Ajabo at this point? Um, obviously, he oh, wonderful kills, question. Right? Yeah, yeah. Would you take that. him when? We, I mean, still in these drafts, <laughs> I'm seeing him getting taken like in the second round and or or late first, you know, stuff like that. I, I mean, I think that's early in my opinion, but I would absolutely take him either in the second or third round if he was there. Yeah, probably on day two, right? I mean, just take yeah. a shot. Uh, I, yeah. I wouldn't do I wouldn't do it at 14 because uh, no I would not do it at 14 absolutely yeah we need somebody yeah. at 14 that can that that right away is going to come in and be a massively impactful I'm talking about like pick 45 yeah or I even, mean or even 76 you know or 100 if for some reason he drops that far yeah I'm I, I'm trying to think of when's the last time something like that happened um I mean, would you? I don't think it's as serious, but Jalen, uh, what's his nose? Jalen Smith. Maybe? Yeah, that's true. He got picked in the second round. Yeah. Yeah, but that even that was in a bowl game. This was in his pro day. Yeah. You know, so it, and that it's. Was, um, I mean, it's different kind of injuries. His is an Achilles. That was a knee. I'm not sure which is worse. I would think mm-hmm. the knee is worse. In this day and age, as crazy as that may sound. Yeah, I have no idea. Likely. Okay, let's see. Landon Dickerson, torn ACL, got picked in round two. Uh, Miles Jack, torn meniscus, got picked in round two. So I I guess teams are not scared to pick somebody on day two. No. uh, With a a major injury. And I think likely Ojabo goes day two, for sure. Yeah. Um, Because he was was another guy. With 45, I would do it in a second. Yeah, I yeah I think I agree. I mean, yeah, especially awesome. with the familiarity that Mike McDonald now has with him as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, if we ended up with Devontae Wyatt and then David Ajabo, I would be like over the moon. Yeah, that because Ajabo awesome. was one of the guys I was looking hard at before he got hurt. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I agree. And, and um, very unfortunate injury there, but he was he was you know a, a hot topic in Baltimore for sure because of that connection. Uh, yeah. to to Mike McDonald and 
you know, I, I always thought, you know, it'll be really interesting if he's available and the Ravens pass on him because <laughs> yeah. before the injury, before the injury. Or if they took a different edge guy or whatever. Right. <laughs> right. It's like, oh, and what does that tell the other teams? <laughs> we yeah. had this guy. We have this guy's defensive coordinator. Yeah. We're not I mean, although, him. to be honest with you, you know, reading about how raw he is and everything, as much as I love Adafi Owe, I don't know if I want another really raw guy on the outside next yeah. to go away. I mean, uh, uh, you know, I mean, that could, right. that could be amazing, you know, obviously, you know, mm-hmm. but I think um, someone that's a little bit more technically sound and not as raw would probably be my prefer- my preference in the first round if we go edge. Yeah, that's why I like Jermaine Johnson a lot. He's got that. I mean, he's got the tools, he, you know, he's got yeah. the moves he's got, you know, he can, he knows angles and can set the edge. And, and he's if he falls, exactly, exactly. <laughs> if he's there, I would be disappointed if, uh, if, if the Ravens go a different direction. But, you know, that's just me. Uh, let's see. Sauce Gardner. Any guys you like in the mid the later rounds outside of O.A.? Or not OA, um, Ajabo. Yeah, yeah. Mid, so maybe a little bit later on, maybe day three, round four. We have a ton of picks. Um, one of our one of our main needs is uh, interior defensive line, and I have a few guys who I like in this area. Um, because for whatever reason, uh, in addition to safety, I I like interior defensive linemen. Uh, <laughs> I like from Alabama, Fidarian Mathis. Um, you, you, I mean, anytime you get a defensive lineman from Bama, that's likely a good sign. And his um, first name is Fidarian. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, he's compared to Ashawn Robinson, you know, solid player for sure. Uh, another guy is Jonathan Ridgeway out of Arkansas, another huge defensive lineman from the SEC. And, you know, I, I think he can kind of, kind of, he he would be able to step in and play day one uh, from from what I've seen and what I've read. And, you know, another guy that's a little bit off the radar and maybe uh, maybe in round five or six, something like that, is uh, out of Ohio State, Haskell Garrett. Um, another awesome name. Um, but he's a strong guy. He struggles when double teamed but he does get into the backfield a lot so you know maybe a a rotational guy that you can plug in uh, on obvious passing downs to to push the pocket from the interior um, you know would be a really good value out of a fifth fifth round pick or maybe a late fourth round pick something like that so you know those are three guys that I have my eye on in the middle Um, who are some of the other guys that that you were thinking you know, and, and this is mostly based off of, you know, who I tend to look at on mock drafts. And and it's not that I necessarily love these players. They're just players who generally tend to be in the region of where we're picking when, when I'm doing these mock drafts. So, I mean, some guys I've looked at, one guy that has stood out quite a bit, I really like his write-ups and his highlights. Marcus Jones is a cornerback from mm. Houston who has a lot of special teams and returnability. Um, he, he just, he can tackle. It looks like he can, he, uh, you know, he can cover. It looks like, I mean, of course I'm watching highlights, so take that for what it's worth, but you know, that kid looks like, looks like he could be a really interesting player 
for us in that, you know, round three range. Um, you know, I, other guys that, that are intriguing to me, Rashid Walker, tackle from yeah. Penn State. Um, Matt Willetsko is a tackle from North Dakota. Um, you know, they, those are two players that seem to be well, well rated generally that, that are falling around to us. Neil Farrell Jr. He's a defensive interior guy from LSU. Zion McCollum from Sam Houston State is a cornerback. Cordell Flott from LSU seems to be around a lot when we're picking. Um, so, you know, there, there are some guys around that are at least intriguing. Um, I think you're going to see us go cornerback quite a bit in the middle rounds, um, especially because we're going to see guys like Marcus Jones. I also see us in the second round. I really do see us going edge unless there's somebody like a DB that drops of some sort. You know, the, there's this guy named Nick Benito. I think yeah. that's how you say his name from Oklahoma. He seems like a really good player. He's usually around uh, where we pick around 45. Um, he tends to be who I pick a lot because he's really highly rated and I, I like his skill set. So, I mean, that's that's a guy who we may not may end up getting. It's not someone that I would necessarily reach for or anything. I don't know enough about him, but, you know, he seems to be falling into that range where we might pick. Yeah, I, I I've I've seen him a lot too, and and I think he would he would find his way into a good fit with the Ravens um, at edge. Um, even though we signed Marcus Williams, I, I got to give a shout out to a couple of, of my uh, former Terps here. Uh, I was gonna say I, I've yeah. seen a couple I've seen a couple Terp safeties. I was like. I think TK likes this guy. Oh yeah, Nick, <laughs> Nick Cross. Um, yeah, Nick Cross was a safety for the for the Terps. Uh, one of the bigger gets. He was a four star a few years ago. One of the bigger gets on the defensive side recently for Maryland, and he did not disappoint. You know, he was immediately a leader on the defense. Uh, played special teams. Some uh, some um, experience there, which. You know the Ravens have lost some special teamers. No, no more Anthony Levine. Um, you know you are going to need uh, some some guys to fill in there. And and he ran the fastest forty time of any safety uh, in the in the draft combine for whatever that that means for you. So you know he, he does have some ability in in man to man. He has some mostly again like does his best work coming forward. Um, you know as we've heard with other. Uh, other safeties already on our roster, but I, I think he can he can really contribute in several ways um, at the NFL level. And uh, the tight end out of Maryland that I think a lot of Ravens fans have have found themselves attracted to is Chigoziem Okonkwo, Chiggy. Um, very fast, fastest time run by a tight end in the combine. Uh, Raw, maybe not the best blocker, but he can move. And once he gets the ball in his hands, he can make some things happen. So if you're looking to build up that tight end depth uh, or, or, or maybe later on in the draft, he's a guy to keep an eye on as well. Fun stuff. And then, you know, next uh, next pod, um, we will be doing our mock draft. So Tune in. We'll pull up either Pro Football Focus or the Draft Network or one of these mock draft simulators and or maybe one of each and go through and uh, see what the differences are between each one. Yeah, our annual annual mock draft. I think this is the, this will be the third one that we do. So, I think so. Uh, 
Yeah, so that'll that'll be fun. That'll be out in a couple weeks, and we're gonna get back on this recording and uh, publishing grind here. Well, we're really good about recording. The the, the problem uh, really is is finally getting it, it uploaded properly. And and I I I'm just you know I, that's not I'm not pointing fingers at anyone here for that. I mean because I I am just as guilty as as anyone for not doing it. But um but yeah, that's uh, we're good at recording. So just keep that in mind, folks. There are a lot of lost episodes of uh, Crab Cakes and Football out there. One day, yeah, maybe with, which, the, with the uh, you know series box set, we'll release the uh, the unreleased pods. Right, right. It's for our premium subscribers only. Yes, so. yes. Once we finally get on uh, <laughs> on uh, Patreon, Patreon. Thank you, thank you. Awesome, good call. And we join right. the athletic. <laughs> yeah, might be a long way off of that to be. Uh, yeah, we're working on it though, folks. We're, right. we're working on it, and I'm sure during our uh, mock draft episode, we'll we'll talk about some uh, information we've received from some of these prescriptions or, or subscription services. So, you know, a, a shout out to the Athletic and everyone that that works hard at ESPN and other places where we might be gathering our information. Absolutely. All right, Holly, <laughs> you want to sign us off? All right, folks, it's draft season. It is O's baseball season. It's time to have fun. So enjoy the spring. Get your draft research ready for our next pod. And let's go Ravens.